0: Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, Red Barnett and Barry Keane came on. Red was the race director for Red's Backyard Ultra, which was held just over a week ago, and Barry was the last one standing, running for 35 yards. Here we go. Barry and Red, how are
1: you going?
2: Good. How are you?
1: Yeah, really good. All good. Thanks for having us, mate. Uh, This should be a good chat. Yeah, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Um,
0: So... Red's backyard ultra was just over a, a week ago now. Time flies, um, but Red, how long had you been thinking about organising your own backyard ultra for?
2: Um, so I can probably tell you the, the exact time it came about. Um, if you don't mind the chat. Why? Oh, yeah. um, so I was half. Uh, I was halfway through my pregnancy with my daughter, who on race day turned two. Um, and I wanted to do a, a half trail run for halfway through my pregnancy just because. And a week before, before that I had seen a video on Backyard Ultras. I'd never seen them before. Um, so this is obviously two and a half years ago. Yes. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, this concept is this. This is nuts. This is crazy. How cool is this? So I shared it. Uh, a link to a video on on um our local kind of where we're not a club it's just a facebook group of all you know people that are interested in trail running the sea cliff coasters and um some of those people um i'd also posted up there that i was going to go for a run so a bunch of people joined me for my half for half and um one of the ladies who ran the last eight kilometers with me um we started to chat about that. And I said, "Oh, did you see their post?" And she get like I said, there was a bit of back and forth thing. And she said, "Oh, how cool would that be to have something local down here?" So I was like, "Well, why can't we? And that's kind of when the idea kind of started. Um, it initially was only going to be something very, um casual <laughs> and it was only going to be i was just going to put something on for the local you know Cliff posters anybody else that wanted to join and uh we'd always um been affiliate not affiliate we'd always done some things for um forever projects which is a not-for-profit we did little tiny bits and pieces to raise funds and little events here and there, just kind of collated a bit together um but long story short basically um shane uh who was running who came um equal third um he was hosting laz when he came over for Mirren Wernet um, a couple of years ago and uh he was chatting into laz's ear and telling him he's like oh you know there's you know this girl red and you know she's blah 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 and he's like oh you know that's really cool he goes we'll tell her um if she does this and this you know puts the the rules in I'll uh, approve it as an as an official race, and so the, the pressure was going kind of on. It was just like you've got to do this, <laughs> um, and um, yeah. Unfortunately, the first year we had a, it was when it was going into COVID. Um, the second year we had loads and loads and loads of um, rain, and the grounds were not. Um, conducive to it and because part of the grounds is council they ended up closing all parks like for kids sports and everything like that so that kind of that decision was taken away from us um and yeah so i guess like i said two and a half years later um it happened a bit surreal yeah it happened
0: (laughs) and as far as the location goes um we're talking the wollongong area is that right that's correct well it's just
2: if you're looking on a map there's Wollongong and it's just south of Wollongong. So it's kind of part of the Illawarra area in Dapto, or Kembla Grange is the, the little suburb. Um, and it's on a, um, so Kembla Joggers, they're a cross country club um, and they have a clubhouse out there. And um, it's also a New South Wales state course that they do utilise for cross-country. Um, so it's a great little spot to, to hold that. You kind of, even though you're around houses and so forth, um, you still feel like there's a bit of or an element of bush, I guess. Um, I mean, Barry, you probably can talk to that as well. And, and it's not like the the escarpment. I, I do trail around myself. Um, and, you know, the escarpment's quite different. Um, but, it, yeah, it's a, a quite a nice little spot to have it, I thought
0: yeah I saw a video or a couple of videos of um a bloke running the course and it, yeah it looked really nice
2: yeah, yeah, it's quite nice there's like it's around thirty four meters you know elevation it's um I guess you find and and Barry can probably talk to this a little bit later on, but you find as you go along you find the little spots and they just kind of you know there are a couple of little ups and downs, but it's it there's no real. I don't feel there's no real kind of, oh, there's a hill here. Um, It's just kind of your little undulating, like, little spots. But quite nice, quite nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. So did it take you long to find the course or was it just, like, natural because it's kind of like where you run anyway?
2: Um, So... uh, initially and like i said this was before it was going to be an official race we were looking along you know the harbor or somewhere where we could just loop somewhere and um it 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 just switched because of 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 where it was going and also just thinking about stopping and thinking about okay if we are going to go over 12 or 24 hours um we don't really want it to be along you know the um, Harbour Path. It'd just be too, too much. Um, it'd be great. You know, it's great to have that external support or people interested in the race, right, but I think it would just be too much. And that was then. That was just that first thought. So it's like, oh, KJ. Oh, they call it KJs. Um, KJs. Why don't we chat to them? And and we're very lucky. We have a couple of them. That um, um, one of the ladies. She's actually on the committee. She participated in the event. Um, and they were really excited about having the event there it was it was you know I don't think there was really much of a decision really they were like yep come and have it here so which was really good
0: yeah yeah awesome and um Barry from looking at your Instagram you've been a runner for a pretty long time I saw there's a video of you like running a race and you might have been 13 years old uh
1: I was probably I was probably younger than that to be honest like I (laughs) I uh I guess I started my running journey when I was about eight or nine so um yeah I I've been doing it a very long time and I, I I kind of fell into it uh as a kid I had either had the decision to go to Boy Scouts or to take up sports uh for me it was a pretty easy decision to to do something that was outdoors and active and uh and just through I guess uh school cross country I you know i went i went well in like year three so it just became something that i really loved to do and um yeah i had full support of like my family and they got me into to you know, an athletics club quite young outside of outside of school and yeah just went from there but i think in that video you're referring to i was probably eight or nine right so i was uh i was pretty young at the time
0: yeah and are you a running coach now have i got that right
1: yeah 100 percent, and uh, i guess i've somewhat how I fell into running I kind of fell into coaching as well so just from it, I guess it, it kind of happened organically just I was helping out people um people that I was running with and then they asked me to to write programs and stuff so I guess from there it just led into a bit more of a formal uh a formal path and then uh yeah I think it's 2012 I started uh Team Keem which is just yeah as I said it's grown really organically I I do very little advertising you know i just take on people that really love the sport and want to improve and and we just play we play a very small role in that improvement and just provide i guess the foundations and support they need to 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 get better within the sport yeah so um
0: because this was the first backyard ultra anywhere in the region i think the closest one's probably in the act Uh, Barry had you been wanting to do a back ultra for a while but you're just waiting for one close enough or
1: um Uh, (laughs) if I'm if I'm being honest not really right Uh, when uh when Reds kind of popped up on I guess on socials and uh one of the one of the ladies Sam Hornby who actually competed in the event I, I coach and she was very excited to be a part of it and it wasn't that I wasn't interested initially I just had other goals for the year um shorter goals so I'd spent a little bit of time probably in the last 12 to 24 months trying my hand at the ultra game and I just hadn't I hadn't nailed it yet so I was a little bit uh I'd become a little bit negative about doing too many more ultras for now so I thought I'd spend the first part of 2023 just going back to kind of my grassroots and do a couple of road marathons etc and uh once I'd done those I just kept seeing the social media and I kept getting uh, I guess Sam was in my ear a little bit so I did I reached out to Red and the team and uh they made me aware they were going to open up a few or a few additional spots uh I guess late entries and I was very fortunate to get to get a late entry and then the moment I got the late entry I just started to get super excited by the concept and being involved and you know literally in my backyard so um yeah once I once I got the entry I was yeah I was very focused and very committed to the event and now that I've done one I think yeah I've definitely got the bug I want to see where my limit my limit is So I'll be I'll be going around again for sure yeah, awesome
0: cuz I saw it like um this year on your Strava. You've been um you've all you're above 5000 kilometres already and you're nearly over what you did last year or like it's a total. Yep. So is that because like you what how why is that? Is that just because you've just been running more or you've got different
1: training? Um, I've always I've always been a high mileage runner. Um I guess if if I haven't had injuries uh or sickness or any setbacks I've always I've always had high volume so um I guess I haven't I haven't tracked it as well as what you've looked into but um like last last year I did have a couple of big events but I did take some time off between them so it's probably why my mileage wasn't quite as high um so I did a 24 hour earlier in the year and then took a little bit of time off to recover from that uh, and then i had tried my hand at coast cosy later in the year and then i think i had pretty much all the of december off so um you know i had those some, probably some peaks in terms of my training volume um yeah. this year it's been really i guess quite consistent um and i think the five or six weeks leading into reds i averaged about 190 to 200k a week so um there was some decent yeah. volume there and i guess i've got nearly 300k last week or whatever it was so that helped <laughs> as well <laughs> Yeah, I, I, because I did have a pretty good look at your strive,
0: and I saw you put in like um, a training run as well of maybe seven or eight hours. To pr- it looked like you were practicing in nutrition and stuff like that too.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It was um, yeah. A few people have asked me about this and how how I guess I prepared, but because um, it was completely new to me and I guess quite foreign, I thought I had to even though eight hours probably didn't seem a lot in the grand scheme of what my goal was I just felt like I needed to practice the stop start the nutrition uh etc so yeah the 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 most loops I did I guess I did eight, I did eight 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 laps or eight yards uh one weekend um and I always backed that up with either a, in most cases a long of 40 or 50 K the day prior to that just to get some real fatigue in my legs and then get used to running on fatigue legged and practice, you know, pacing, nutrition, um, etc. So I was fairly confident going in that I'd be able to get through a day or two. Um, and then beyond that, it was it was gonna be a complete unknown. So um yeah, probably plenty of learnings from the actual event moving forward and what I'd probably do training wise as well. Yeah. And when
0: you did those practice loops, did it actually teach you anything like did you think oh gee it's like I did the, these eight hour training loops because otherwise I would have I would have taken this food and I would have like got sick or anything like
1: that yeah I think the biggest takeaway for me was probably the nutrition yeah. uh because in previous uh I guess training blocks even for, for races like to Cozy or 24 hours I've tried to practice eating on the run but this time around I, you know i took the 20 minutes to to sit down and try you know complete you know slices of pizza and tuna and crackers and things i wouldn't normally eat um you know cup of coffee straight out the door and i had no problems with my with my bowel movements or anything like that so and actually on the on the day at reds i've had i did have a bit of an upset stomach part of the way through the through the race but i don't know if that was nutrition or, or what it was but Having 15 to 20-minute break every hour gives you opportunity to go to the bathroom yeah. every hour you need to. So, yeah, I think train, from a training perspective, it was just trying some different things out with my nutrition that was a real benefit.
0: Yeah. And I think when you're running over such a long time as well in a backyard ultra, it's probably a very lucky runner who goes not, like without any time, without any stomach issues at all or anything like that. 100%, yeah yeah um and read from the sound of things the event sold out like well before the actual race dates um yeah yeah, yeah. how many runners were actually involved
2: uh so we ended up with uh, we had 55 initially and then we opened up it wasn't going to be a specific number we just gave people who were on the wait list at that point in time uh, the opportunity to um, take a spot um, so it was whoever of those people so we did have a good handful that didn't take that opportunity because they want to save themselves for next year they hadn't like some people had already been training and training for other things so that was kind of easy for them to transition to to the race uh, or to the event sorry and um, we uh, at the end of that we had 62 and then just due to injury um, we ended up coming back to and (laughs) One person forgetting that it was her daughter's birthday party had to pull out as well. (laughs) Completely got the dates wrong. Um, uh, Yeah, just due to injury, we ended up back with 55. So initially, the, the um, the initial number. But what I found was really, really interesting and amazing and wonderful is the ones that had Pulled out due to injury. Who were close actually came down to the event because they wanted to support it and they wanted to see how everybody else was going. So I'd actually seen a few of them throughout that 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 weekend, which was just so lovely to see. Um, and um, they had a bit of FOMO <laughs> and very excited for next year. But but yeah, it um, ended up with fifty-five on the line as we started. Seven females, which was wonderful.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. um I do know of one or two race directors who have organized backyard ultras and the backyard ultra that they organized is actually the first one they've ever been to so is that the same with you have you was this yeah. the first backyard ultra you've actually ever been to
2: yeah yeah I yeah. I never I. it's my first one <laughs> yeah. and my first one ever organizing an event as well or a running event so um yeah it was uh I did a lot of YouTubing, let's just say, (laughs) and listening to a lot of your podcasts
0: as well. Uh, The
2: person who um, Barry was talking to, Sam, I actually run with. um, So I knew she was in his ear a little bit. Um, But, yes, she was very excited to hear that I'm on. She's like, oh, my gosh, that's my favourite podcast. Hi,
0: Sam. (laughs) Um, and so what was the weather like? You must've been looking at the long range forecast, like leading up to the race.
2: I, I was, I, I think I can't remember how many weeks out it was. And I was like, I wonder if they kind of can tell you this far in advance. And I, I had a look, I was very surprised that they did. I think it was like three weeks out or something like that, or nearly four weeks. Um, and then. I can't remember when it was. I looked and, and a couple of people had mentioned what the weather was going to be like. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to look at it because it's going ahead. It's going to be fine. Um, you know, and I just thought that it's just going to be, I'm not going to add extra stress on me. Um, and if it rains, you know, they, they're just going to have to run through the rain. That's it. <laughs> that, was, that was my opinion. Um, and the weekend before, interestingly, I think in a way, um might have been better that it wasn't the weekend before because it was quite hot, um, yeah. quite interestingly hot. And, you know, we still are in winter. Um, and um, I think for a race like this, you don't really want it too hot, like a hot, hot, because the year just, you know, it's, it's, I, I think it's nicer when there's a little bit of an overcast. We, we did have a couple of little spurts of rain mm. um, unexpectedly. I think, was it? Uh, loop three Barry can you recall I think it was loop three yeah. they had halfway through and they had a bit of a an unexpected kind of not not heavy heavy rain but some rain um, and then we got some a little bit later but apart from that it was it was not too bad
0: mm, perfect now what was it like at night time what type of temperature did it get down to
2: um oh good question I did it it wasn't too bad um it, I mean, we had jackets on interesting. I didn't really look at the temperature um, to be completely honest. I was being pulled in a couple of different directions, but um, it wasn't as cold as what I was expecting it to be. I mean, we had a couple of fires, which um, I wasn't near at the time. Um, and we had a, you know, kind of one of those veranda heaters um, oh. you know, for, for some others, but a few of them, were. They were saying they didn't need gloves because it wasn't that cold. Um, it can get cold there. There are spots there where I think it was like four four degrees and seven degrees early in the morning because um, when I'd gone out and gone onto the track a few times, there's a couple of times during the day just before night time, it kind of drops and it's really cold and there's a spot just really early in the morning. It, it's strange it just has this really cold cold before it kind of picks up but it might be how close it is to the escarpment. the reasoning you know that it does that um uh, i was about to say these guys were probably quite warm anyway from all their running so <laughs> i don't know barry if you noticed a, a difference in temperature around those times thought, so
1: probably not i thought over the day and a half the conditions were pretty good to be honest mm. like the- yeah the temperature was reasonably mild, like it did get a little bit cold at night time and we did get mm. a, one or two kind of heavy downpours, but they were quite brief. Um so once you changed changed your shirt or changed your clothes, you'll you'll find. So it was, yeah, compared to probably the, the weekend prior throughout the day would have been really, really warm conditions to run mm. through. Um so I think overall the conditions you know an event that goes for a day two days you're going to get a bit of a mixture of 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 weather so but overall I thought yeah it was pretty pretty good running conditions mm.
0: what what type of um were you consistent with your lap times Barry like what type of times were you running your loops in
1: yeah I was I guess leading in leading into the race I I, I had a bit of a a plan or strategy to do all my loops around 40 40 minutes initially and then uh you know give or take based on if I wanted a little bit of extra time for a shower or bathroom break or um but I guess I think my first lap was 37 38 um you know lap one I think my slowest lap was about 50 minutes um on lap six or seven I just did a bit of socializing i guess just chatting and whatever so um and then throughout throughout the night i was probably a little bit slower but i had i tried to get a little bit of sleep probably 1 2 am and i just i just couldn't do it i couldn't every time i got back up i felt really quite fatigued and a little bit nauseous so i thought if i'm not going to get rest i might as well just slow down my laps a little bit and uh spend more time just moving and keeping warm so but yeah generally speaking i was about 40 to 45 and even towards the end um you know like lap 33 34 i think i was still hitting about 42 43 minutes reasonably comfortably so Mm. uh, so that 15 15 20 minute period of rest which which was quite handy yeah how um
0: how intricately did you plan the race like did you have like a loop by loop kind of plan like with your nutrition and everything like that written down uh not
1: not really uh i look i had a i had a crew that knew me pretty well uh they you know they're very close family very close friends who have who have crewed for me in some other ultra races so we had quite a fluid plan um they knew i was going to get back about 40 minutes every lap um and we just had a bit of a strategy that every time I came in they'd sit me down they'd take my shoes off they'd give me some nutrition um and then we just kind of stuck with what was working so sitting me down feeding me taking my shoes off changing my socks um I pretty much changed my my gear nearly every lap so I put a new t-shirt on changed my shorts changed my undies just just so I felt fresh and once we developed a good routine we just kept doing it um so I guess my nutrition changed a little bit over the the course of the event because i I was finding it difficult to eat too many solids Mm. um but yeah i just trusted i just trusted my crew they know me well they knew what i needed um and yeah i didn't have a i had one piece of paper with some notes on it that's all we had and that's what we worked from so yeah
0: yeah yeah. Uh, you mentioned there were showers there did you actually utilize the showers
1: during the race I did. Yeah, that was that was scribbled on my piece of paper that okay. I wanted to have uh, a couple of showers at certain points. And one was just before dark just to uh, refresh and get ready for the night. So I had that about, I think it was about 5.30, 6 o'clock. So just on the 10, about 10 hour mark. Uh, and then I had another one at about, only about five hours later, because we got one of those really heavy, mm. heavy downfalls. Um, and I'd actually gone out that loop in just a t-shirt and i was really cold like get bucketed down on the back part of the course um and i ended up running like i had a walk run strategy for the whole event but i pretty much ran that whole lot because i just wanted to get back and get warm so we went went straight into the shower and then uh, i did plan to have more showers and more refreshing re- uh, re- refreshing but um once again we, what we were doing at the time seemed to be working so i didn't really want to change it so yeah, it sounds like the facilities there were pretty good like with the showers and stuff like that yeah it's a it's a purpose-built facility so it's as red was saying before they have state cross-country national cross-country there and it's like it's it's immaculate like there's the showers there's you know toilets there's everything everything you need for this kind of event um and yeah it was great to be able to utilize some of those facilities throughout the event
0: yeah for sure the um <clears throat> with your run walk strategy was that um like four four minute run two minute walk or did you pick checkpoints and um choose where, where you're going to walk that
1: way uh it was a six and two so six run two walk um and uh, initially it was a, like every lap I would start with a six run and a, a two walk but what I was finding the pace I was doing the loops the last run would end up being seven eight nine minutes if I didn't walk it in so i actually flipped it probably after about 10 hours where i did two i walked out for two minutes um which i was throughout the event. i was having a few jokes with my crew because i was i was the last one leaving and i was pretty much the first one coming back because i everyone else would run off into the distance and i would just walk up walk out for me two minutes but um it seemed to work and the only the only time i changed it was when i was feeling a little bit mentally fatigue physically I was fine um we mixed it up a little bit where I went uh three run 90 second walk um and I was still getting around the loop in the same the same pretty much the same time so but yeah pretty much stuck to six and two for the whole event yeah cool and how
0: did you did you how did you come up with that six and two plan was that just something that you thought of yourself or how did you
1: yeah I, I i guess it was a bit of trial and error just through those prac like those practice days where i did you know i think one one weekend i did six loops and the, you know following weekend i did eight i just found that i could get around really comfortably running six minutes and two minute walk um and you know it just it felt it felt really comfortable and felt really easy um and i didn't want to i guess the idea behind it was just to make sure i wasn't loading uh my quads etc for too long because i was you know i was prepared to be out there as long as it was needed to be the last one standing um and i you know i thought i don't need to be the first one back every loop but um i can comfortably get around in about 40 minutes doing a six and two so um yeah i guess it was trial and error but i had i did have uh other strategies i guess that must leave If i was starting to fatigue i would have went to say six and three Mm -hmm. um because it wouldn't have added too much, too much time at all.
0: Yeah. So you're out there for thirty five hours, which is a pretty long time. Um, were there any times during the race when you thought to yourself, like, why the hell did I sign <laughs> up for this? Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> um, uh, I guess where I've fallen down with the with ultras in the past has really been my 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 mental strength like over the years it probably has been one of my assets in terms of my my road running but I just haven't found the right balance in terms of when it does get a little bit hard um to to pull myself together and stay on course so I felt physically pretty good the entire 35 hours but I just struggled with the night um I struggled with the stop start in the night particularly Um, and after about mid, from about midnight to 6am i only had one crew with me and it was actually my my 21 year old cousin who has crewed for me before uh but he's never crewed for me on his own right. um and he did he did awesome because i said to him a few times i want to go home like i'm not i just don't want to do it you know like i it's not that i couldn't do it i just didn't want to do it like um and he just he 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 really talked me through it he gave he, five hours to light, four hours to light three hours to light um and then as soon as the sun came up I felt amazing again so you know he really did he really did keep me on course not from a fit like necessarily a physical point of view because I'd only been running for you know 14 14 hours um it was just from a a, a, um I guess mental point of view and the support just to say yeah get to light you'll be fine and he was right got to 6am and other 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 people in my career started to come back and that's when I really started to become quite mentally strong again and I said to my my crew at 6am I'm pretty pretty confident I can win this we've just got to keep doing what we've been doing for the last 16 17 hours and um yeah I felt really throughout Sunday
0: yeah um from speaking to other runners um a lot of them do tell me that they find the hardest part is actually between that 12 and 18 hour mark because you're running for 12 hours it's a pretty long time and you think to yourself I've still got to run that again just to get to 24. Yeah so it can really play with your mind but if you um because you were aware that the mental side of the of ultra running is where you can fall over let's say what kind of techniques have you developed over the years to improve in that um,
1: area? Look, I think it's it's still very much a work in progress, but I think I've, I've I've actually taken a lot of you know apart from winning the event on the weekend, I've taken more away from it in terms of where I think I can take my ultra running in the future. So um, I guess it's more about that belief that yeah there will be tough patches but they're only they're only they're only a moment in time you know they'll be you'll you'll get out the other side pretty pretty quickly um the thing I struggled with over Reds was not knowing when it was going to be over um and that's I really think that played with my mind more so between that 12 and 6am I was like there's still plenty of guys and girls left this is not." finishing anytime soon um and just to get through kind of like that dead time or that dead space so and that it's it's the same in all ultra you know if you run and Costa to Kosciuszko the race doesn't start till you get to 180 or 200k like so there's a lot of time to get through that physically you can but it's mentally that has been for me quite challenging so um I think getting through that bad patch on the weekend will really benefit me moving moving forward but um in terms of specific strategies it's just probably just turning up and going again and 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 seeing if i can be a bit more resilient than i have been in the past yeah the um i'm tipping that 35 hours is
0: probably the longest you've run but was the distance you covered was that the furthest you've run in a race as well
1: yeah so i did uh last year i ran the 20 <clears throat> 24 hour in canberra um and i ran 202k that day um but i really once again like i think i walked the last eight or so hours like it was just horrible like it was really <laughs> it was a really horrible experience in canberra where you're walking for the last period of time but yeah, so definitely the longest longest time out there and the furthest distance as well yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, Red, what kind of um, numbers did we
0: have at like the 24-hour and 30-hour milestone marks? Do you have that? Yes, yeah,
2: so um, at the 24-hour, oh, I was looking at the top 12 and top, top five people. So we had the top, like we had the top 12 at Loop 20. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Um, and then it went to like the top five at 24 so um (laughs) they all had a bit of a joke when everybody kind of i wanted to be there around the 100k mark um and then i was going to try and go off and get a little bit of a nap and uh, but i wanted to be there when they all came in um and we gave them all a little uh coaster for a dnf coaster for for um for each person and um (laughs) there was a little joke because I, as soon as I went off and went to bed, everybody started dropping off <laughs> and they were, they were yeah. saying, red has gone, we can stop now. So, yeah, it was, um, so, yeah, the top, yeah, Luke 24 was five. We had five actually. Yeah. So we had 12 at 20 and uh, Luke 20 and five at uh,
0: 24. Yeah. 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 I was going uh, say, like, to say, like, did you, stay there the whole 35 hours and not sleep as well or did you well
2: i had my two-year-old daughter there and she still feeds so i um she ended up staying so in the clubhouse on one side is kind of like a um where they hold their conferences and stuff like that so that was out of bounds anyway to runners because on, on the other side they have a canteen facility as well um so they had the canteen the showers, the toilets, they had all that part of the, um, the, the club outers to utilise. So i that was like, oh, what, 20 metres from the event hub area. Um, it was quite quiet. You couldn't really hear a lot, but um, it was kind of difficult to switch off and try and sleep because I didn't want to, or like I wanted to be there for when everyone finished. Um, so when I had gone to bed, um, uh, I had shown them what to do in reference to we were just videoing every time a loop started and, you know, a video of um, uh, just watching them go out. So I was kind of laying in there waiting for it, we kept refreshing, refreshing to see how many people was that next loop I was supposed to be trying to sleep. And then I could see them all stopping and stopping at the the uh, the the, the uh, loop checking tent. And I'm like, oh, you're and I know, like, because I know a lot of them, like, oh, my gosh, you're pulling out, you're pulling out. I'm like, no, put your phone down. Um, And it did take me a little bit to wind down. I probably had a couple of hours sleep. Um, I got up at 5 and I came back out, you know, after that and took back over again. But, um, yeah, so it was I tried and I did get a little bit, but it's, um, yeah, it's hard when it's like your first one and you want to be there for the whole thing. (laughs) But you you do need rest. You need rest.
0: Yeah, Yeah. sure. Um, The assist, I think his name was Peter Richardson. Yes. from his results, he's a pretty good runner. Um, He's had some good results. And this was his first backyard ultra as well. So do you know um, what the story was behind him finishing? Um, 30- yes, yeah,
2: so I think he could have kept going. Um He had that. And it comes back to that, uh, like when Barry was having a chat about, you know, that mental side of things. And um I, you know, it chatted to a couple of different runners. And, you know, I guess it's re reaffirming or revisiting that why like why are you out there and um, when times gets tough I think that why needs to be uh, more of a driver than the reason to stop Um, and he ultimately I mean his whole family was there he has two little you know his little they have little kids there Um, and in the end he just wanted to take his family home and you know that drive to take his family home was greater than you know to get out there i think he has i i honestly think he has a lot of potential to be out there um he just similar to barry barry was very consistent um throughout his loops uh, i started tracking times with the top 5 um just because it was all manual you know it's too hard to do with everybody so we just did the top 5 and we started tracking those and and barry um you know um all of them really were quite consistent in their timing but he just had this nice little shuffle about him or not shuffle this run and he just was just just it was just on repeat repeat um so I'd be very very interested to see how he goes again because I I do believe he has a lot more to give I think
0: Mm. and did he just decide not to start the 35th loop or did he turn back or
2: he turned back so um, he started, <laughs> then poor Barry had the dark looping it by himself. <laughs> um, he'd started and I actually wasn't expecting him to pull back. Um, he um, had started and he kind of ran out the, to the first part and then kind of turned around and come back again. So, yeah.
0: Did you, did you know that, Barry, or did you finish yeah. that whole loop and not not actually? Uh, like we, we, um, <laughs> yeah, we,
1: we went off. Um, we went off the loop together and again yeah, I don't know it wasn't far into might've been 100 meters or so yeah I think I just said to him something like oh how'd you find the last lap Pete and he said oh yeah pretty good and I thought okay off we go again <laughs> yeah. and then he just he just stopped and said oh I'm done now that's you know I'm it and yeah we said out congratulations etc and then I thought oh, I'd better get going so i started to run started to run around the loop and then my my partner phoned me because I had my phone she phoned me to make sure I was aware that I was basically the last one standing and just to you know make sure I got rounding in one piece so um yeah I wish he would have done it a lap earlier so I could do the last one in the light but um because it was a bit of a yeah it was a bit of it was an interesting experience going around the last loop on your own in the dark but Mm. uh yeah i felt like i had had quite a bit more in me but i yeah i felt like similar to what red was saying i think pete definitely has had more in him on the day um and in the future he has a lot more in him as well so yeah we uh if we all head back in 2024 i think yeah the, the winning distance will be substantially greater than it was uh in the inaugural year which is exciting so
0: yeah um you kind of alluded barry that you were you were um willing to just run till you were the last one standing so you didn't actually have a target set in mind or a goal
1: or anything like that Nah, I didn't I didn't have a loop I didn't have a loop target at all um yeah I did I I wasn't you know I thought I could go a fair way like in terms of hours and loops but um the only goal I guess I and my crew had was just to be and it was a bit of a I don't know, mantra or what you call it, but it was to be the last one to go home. So uh, that was the only real goal we had. And just to, yeah, when it even when it got tough, just to make sure you kept turning up and getting around the loop. So, um, yeah, I was prepared to go through the second night if I had to, preferably, preferably not uh, the first one round. I was quite happy with about th- the 35 hours to be honest. But, um, yeah, in terms of, Did I have a goal of 30 hours, 40 hours, 50 hours? Nah, not not this time. Next, next time, yeah, definitely. But first one, I was just, yeah, happy to to be the last one standing. Yep.
2: And I think I think it's also because um we only had Colin like a handful of people that have actually done a backyard ultra before. So there was so much unknown as well, like with a lot of these. There's there's some people that have done Big events like long events, but obviously the format's very different. But, um, there's there was far more that had not done a backyard ultra before than there was. Like I said, there's probably a handful that has actually done a couple.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so how far do you reckon you could go, Barry? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, look. I don't know To like I know I've got I, at no stage did I feel like I had to slow down so I, I hadn't gone to a really on alternate strategy um so I just think that the challenge for me would have been getting through the second night um not necessarily from the physical perspective it would have been um from the men from from yeah I guess my mindset but um yeah I was once it got down to a handful like once it got down to five like that was when I thought okay let's race on it's game on now so there was no way I was going home at that point um and then when I got down to two it was the same I just had the same mindset that you know you've got through to this stage it's you know we we're, we're sticking this out to be the last one but in terms of how far look I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll, next time around, I definitely want to go well in excess of sixty hours, probably something like that. To just, uh, um, just got to decide which one to do next year. Now that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and next
0: year I guess, yeah, will. Reds, Reds be back bigger and better, even better next year. Red.
2: Well, I, I hope so. Um, I was really, really pleased with how it went to the point that I was kind of just, you know, a couple of days later is that did that actually really happen because nothing I, I should touch wood for me actually, nothing went wrong realistically. It just seemed to go really smoothly and it was just, it was a, it was awesome. It was such an amazing weekend um so i there are a couple little things but probably that were just extras that i would have liked to have had on the weekend but timing and different things so they're not things that are needed that were just like a nice little thing for the runners i guess which um we'll see next year i won't i won't disclose what they were um but they're just you know nothing that added or just you know or took away from the event this year um and looking at yes opening to more numbers next year um uh that that number will be kind of decided i always felt um uh i didn't want to have any more than a hundred at the event i'm not saying we're doing that this year um i'm a very um i'm genuinely a person that's very interested in each of the runners and i like to kind of get to know them and their goals and um i really wanted the event to feel like you were physically coming to my backyard and, you know, a little bit of a community and a family feel around that. Um, so I want to make sure there's a good balance of, yes, it growing. I, I think it's fantastic that, that there's getting, you know, I'm, you know, we had somebody. We had people from Canberra. We had people from the Central Coast. We had someone from seven and a half hours away. So that's amazing that that there is, you know, it's spreading and people are hearing about it. But I also want to be able to make sure that I can also have that personal touch as well. So there's that kind of kind of balance. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, aiming to be there next year and and bigger and better. I hope. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I really liked how you um, profiled every single runner um, before the race and you also um, celebrated each and every runner after the race as well, each with their photo in their in the frame thing as well. That was really good.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. It, that, I think that just talks to how, you know, I, I'm genuinely, you know, I was so excited for each person. You know, some people may not have got a distance PB, but, they there uh, I was talking to someone they didn't get a distance and and then I chatted to them a little bit about that and they shifted a bit because oh well I that's the fastest I've ever done that distance and I'm like that's amazing to you know you got to look at it you know those different ways and I don't know I just I enjoy I enjoy um that kind of just talks to who I am. You know, I just really enjoy um, getting to know them and and um, celebrating their journey and their their achievements. It's, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you know, whether you ran seven hours, I mean, that's seven hours still, or 35 or 40. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing achievement. It's a very different format. And, you know, even if you, to me, if you've you've met or you've equaled a pb to me i think this is a little bit harder because you know if you're doing say 100k you have a time period to complete that in and you know you can stop and have a half hour little nap at a you know an aid station or something like that you don't have the luxury of this here um you know we had a few people that only just made it in and we're like quick give him something you know out you've got to go out again type of thing so <laughs> That was kind of exciting. I like those those loops. They may not have, but it was really cool to see how, you know, everybody gets behind each person. And um, I just wanted everybody to celebrate that with them. So
0: yeah. And will um, will you be adding any other backyard ultras to your race directing? or just leaving it at the
2: end. i've kind okay. of got the bug i um yeah. i've enjoyed it and i i actually have had a couple of ideas of different things but i do i would like to potentially um there there's a potential maybe to uh yeah it, there's a thought to maybe have another one but i'm not in the the same area but um i I just love. I I can see how people get the bug, and it's really funny because you get it from the the RD side of things. Yeah, um, yeah it's 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 uh, not a no. It's not a no. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs>
0: um, so I always think it's exciting when like a like a highly credentialed ultra runner or runner um, does their backyard ultra for the first time. And Barry's a good example of that. I mean you've represented Australia in one hundred k's I'm pretty sure yeah um you've done you've got awesome results with like timed um track ultras too, but now you've started your backyard um backyard ultra journey like have you thought about where you wanna take it uh,
1: yeah yes and no um <laughs> I, I, yeah. I guess in in the past, I've 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 probably made some really rash decisions too close to races about where what where, what I want to do and where I want to go next. So I've kind of the last seven days, I've just enjoyed, like in my mind, not being a runner for seven days. I had a, I had a week off. Yeah, I finished off all my backyard snacks. I just, <laughs> just didn't. i mind no,
2: is still going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tried I tried not to think about it to to be to be honest about it, but um I definitely wanna go again. Um and there's a there's a few options I guess with Mi how is Miriam it? it, Yeah. Um <laughs> possibly dead cow, but I said the other night we had a bit of a post race dinner and drinks and celebration and um I'm more than tempted to go back to Reds next year because it was just, you know, on the back of the event this year, like it was really, really well put together from before the event to after the event. Like it had a really, really good feel about it. Um, the Wollongong running community really got behind it, which was awesome. And as I said, it was in my backyard. It was 15 minutes from home. You know, my crew could, um, you know, pop in, pop out. Um you know there's a there's an appeal to go back again and go further and you know whether i was fortunate enough to win again next year i'd, I'd really want to see the distance go out significantly um you know and if that mean me being the assist next year well then that would be awesome too so um i love local events and you know the event this year was awesome so um yeah possibly reds again next year i think
0: yeah cool how has the body pulled up did no injuries or anything like that
1: yeah pretty good I um the only thing I, I I had a few blisters throughout the event and I got them quite early um which I think was a more a footwear choice I actually went with some fairly new shoes which was probably a rookie rookie era. so as soon as I started to feel those blisters I quickly uh had about 20 pairs of shoes in my boots so we 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 changed the shoes pretty quickly um and I had a little bit of um uh pain behind my right knee I guess like kind of like hot bottom of the hamstring top of the calf uh for most of the for, for most of the event so I did my first uh I did two five, 5k this morning and 5k tonight and I got a little bit of awareness of that but yeah no no, no injuries it's just a bit of awareness at the moment I've got Got some treatment tomorrow morning, so I'm sure I'll be uh, back on top of that, and then uh, start to build the mileage uh, sensibly, but pretty quickly, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, do you have any other races planned this year?
1: Any type of races? Uh yeah. So I've 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 applied to run Coast to Cozy again. Yep. Uh, so I think we find out in two weeks' time. So uh, unfortunately, our DNFs last year at about 100 and. 160 K I think I was I was rather aggressive in my race plan and uh yeah it wasn't it was going well initially but uh yeah back to that uh wasn't tough enough on the day so I I I, I pulled out at 160 so um uh yeah threw my hand up again I think hopefully my result on the weekend should should strengthen my application uh because it is it's a great event uh it's not easy to get into especially a second time around after a dnf but fingers crossed uh i get to go again but yeah if that's the i should find that out in the next week or two and if i do that will be you know it'll be all all roads lead to top of australia
0: yeah That that's an epic race I, I would love to do that one one day. It's- also, I love how it starts
1: on the beach and ends up ends at the top
0: of uh Mount Kosciuszko.
1: yeah uh, each people I spoke to about the event is like really difficult to get it right first go um you know I probably should have been a little bit more sensible last year but um yeah lesson learned and hopefully I get another opportunity because yeah it's it is it's it's a really a really great event and uh it'd be the uh it's it's one still on my bucket list to nail so hopefully this year
0: when I was um, looking at your previous results as well, Barry, I saw that um, in 2015 you ran in um, a six-hour track race at Coburg and it's one of the most stacked races I've ever seen. There was there was Dion Fianaccio within it, yeah. Kay Brettz, Matthew Eckford, Nikki Wind, Robert Mason, who won Costa Cosi last year, or, yeah, last year. Francesco uh CNCO Dara O'Loughlin who's a 24-hour gun Simon Austin Ken Marsh Peter Munns and others like do you remember that race and you came third in it too
1: yeah so I did um I went down to Coburg because that was my first 100k on the track right um so it was a it was a six-hour race but they gave us opportunity to carry on to 100k um so I actually for me the six hour mark was fairly insignificant oh. it was more me running onto 100k to get my qualifier for world champ so off memory some of those boys like Dion and maybe Francesco only ran to six hours
0: yeah
1: which at the time I found really strange because they ran like 80 something k I'm like i me like, <laughs> just get going but um yeah it was a very um I was very new to that to that distance but yeah, looking back on you know, you look at where Dion's taken the hundred K to now. um Yeah, it was a pretty stacked pretty stacked field. Yeah, do, do, are you going to keep on doing like um time track ultras and stuff like that or? See uh, look, not at not at this stage. I think I'm at the point in my career where I'm just looking for new op- new opportunities. So I, I come from a a road running uh background you know like in my early 20s uh you know half marathons and marathons were my were my my specialty i guess and then i got to a point where i thought i wasn't going to get any faster so to keep me really interested and invested in the sport i just looked for different different opportunities and you know i went to things like six foot track and then up to 50k and 100k and um yeah i'm not i'm not getting faster over a marathon so let's let's go longer and slower
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Um,
0: Well, thanks both of you for coming on. It it looked like it was an epic event and a really strong winning performance as well.
2: Yeah. Well, no, thanks for having us on. Um, We hope to, um, as Barry said, you know, he would love to see the the numbers go. There's quite a few people that are like, okay. Let's see how far we can push this number next year. Um, so I think next year is going to be really exciting, really, really exciting.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: you know, as Barry mentioned, we had a, um, we uh, organised a dinner, a post-race dinner for everyone just to catch up casually. And I've got I had like a lot of them, do we have to wait 12 months? <laughs> so I know there's a lot of interest to come back and and give it a really good, you know, a lot of them are, you um, also stepped away in um you know on that even on that weekend I had some people saying you know I've really I'm now I've just now put my plan down and I'm now know what I want to do with nutrition and someone else is about something else and so you know straight after finishing there they're thinking about that so that's really cool to hear that they're already kind of like you know thinking about how they can improve next year and push the number out next year
0: so mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw that there's a um, a Backyard Ultra in Sydney in Northern Sydney, Bricks Backyard Ultra. So
1: yes. maybe,
0: maybe some extra keen people sign up for that as well because they love red so much.
1: There was a bit of chat about that on uh, Saturday night after a few, uh, few beers about, oh, let's go do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit, bit too close, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, the 30th yeah. of September, I think,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's at the end of next month, so, yeah, sounds about right. That'll be interesting to see what comes of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with the St Ives area, like where it's going to no,
2: be? No, I was looking at the map and um was trying a couple because a couple of people had said it looked a bit confusing, but I'm sure at the time it'll, you know, make sense um, just because the map you can't kind of just looking at it face value straight away was just because it kind of goes in and out and up and about. It is a beautiful area up there because, you know, Northern Sydney is really lovely. Um, So it looks like it's going to be a a really nice course. Um, You know, it has that, um, the the bush kind of feel, I guess, as well, similar feel. So, um, yeah, it'll be really cool to watch along, really good to watch along.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um,
1: Well, Thanks again, both of you, for coming
0: on.
1: Thanks for for having us, mate. It was a good chat. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah.
0: No worries. Well, um, all the best with the next event that you do, Reds. (laughs) It be Reds or another event, but, yeah, we will be awesome, (laughs) I'm sure. And um, all the best with getting into Coast and cozy I'll be following along, Barry. If you don't, um, I'll be following along whatever you do as well. Sounds good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having us.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having
0: us. Have a good one. Hey guys. Bye. Thank Bye. you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.